Fusion Patrol is a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can help support us at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. This is the Fusion Patrol podcast. Each week, we look at a different science fiction TV episode or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight we're looking at the Moonbase 3 episode, Achilles Heel by John Lacarotti. Lucarotti. Lucarotti. I don't know how you pronounce it. Probably Lucarotti. One of those. Yeah, something like that. Episode synopsis. On the surface of the moon, scientists Adam Blaney and Bill Knight are working on an antenna installation. Bill begins to act delirious, his oxygen supply running out. Adam rushes to him, shares his air supply, and they make it safely back to the base. Back at the base, Dr. Kate Wayman, head of the Cora project that both Adam and Bill are working on, has made a costly mistake. By accidentally leaving an override in place, she has damaged a critical computer, and it will take days to repair. It will literally be faster to get a replacement flown up from Earth. Unfortunately, about this time, the Director General calls and tells Calder that the budget is tighter than ever. All projects must come in on schedule and under budget. There will be no replacement computer from Earth. Tom Hill and his technical staff are assigned around the clock to work on the computer. After Bill's brush with death, he's ready to chuck his promising career and return to Earth to be with his wife, who he is convinced is cheating on him. Calder cannot spare him, and Helen arranges to call his wife, who assures him she still loves him and wants him to stay on the base. Adam intimates to Tom that Kate is interfering with his repairs, which annoys him. He also spreads rumors that Kate might be a bit old and starting to make mistakes. He tries to convince her to falsify her report about the computer accident and say it was a faulty microswitch. Otherwise, it might end her career. Back when he was on the Venus probe mission, they never had to report things like that. Kate contemplates falsifying the report, but ultimately doesn't. She files her report with Calder and her resignation. Calder puts Helen on the case. To keep the Cora project going while the computer is being repaired, Adam suggests that Bill go out to a remote radio station and do some observations for a few days. Helen tries to get a better handle on Adam. Adam had been in the running for the Venus probe, but was passed over because he has an irregular heart. While Helen pries, Adam also playfully probes Helen for information about her. And before long, they're an item. Adam takes Bill out to the remote station. On the way, he makes it sound like Calder forced him to stay, and the call to his wife was staged. This gets Bill in a lather just as he's left isolated at the remote station. Calder and Helen begin to get suspicious that, perhaps, the Cora project is being sabotaged. Could it be that Bill has been causing all these incidents all along? Just about then, Bill calls and threatens to destroy the equipment if they don't come get him and put him on tonight's shuttle back to Earth. Calder accedes to his demands. Adam rushes out to get him, and Helen goes along. At the station, Bill gets a bit calmed down, then drugged into taking a nap. While napping... 
Adam suggests that he and Helen have a little adult time while the kid is asleep in the other room. Helen feels this is inappropriate and rejects him. Adam doesn't take that well. He's conflating Helen's rejection with his rejection from the Venus probe. On the way back, a surly and reckless Adam drives them off a cliff in an effort to kill Helen. Luckily, they don't make cliffs or gravity like they do back home on Earth, and they all survive. Moonbase 3 rescues them. It seems that Adam has the gift of spotting anyone's Achilles heel and exploiting it with the gift of gab. He's been playing everyone when he's not trying to murder them. But according to the brilliant Dr. Helen Smith, he's been doing it subconsciously and probably didn't even realize he was doing it. The end. Oh, Achilles heel. A uh, story that I watched through 75, 80% of it going, why is it called Achilles heel? Yeah, I was kind of curious about that too. Not not really revealed until the very end. Um, mm-hmm. So, vis-a-vis the other episodes we've seen so far, what did you think of Achilles' heel? It definitely goes back to the desire for strong character development uh, with the scripts. Um, definitely this is, uh, you know, it, it could be a story based on, you know, anything not space-based. Uh, it was all right. It's not my favorite type of story. But, uh, you know, definitely uh, one worth keeping out there, I guess. I <laughs> I found it, I don't know if I want to say annoying, but just the fact that they weren't putting the pieces together Which part? fast enough. Oh, well, Adam yeah. says this. Well, Adam says that. Well, Adam would... said this other thing. Well, did you know that <laughs> yes. Adam told me this? And then Adam was like that. <laughs> it's like, well, Adam, Adam, Adam. This would be a great episode for the uh, Adam told me. Or Adam said drinking game. Yeah. You'd be completely drunk by about halfway through. Oh, yeah. You would You would totally, it would totally be out. And it, it, it just. Yeah, he was quite a piece of work. <laughs> and I think, right, I, I think I, I'm kind of skipping to the end here. But in my mind, the whole thing is grossly undercut, grossly mishandled. When Helen at the end says, yeah, you know, sure, he tried to kill Bill and sure, he sabotaged the computer and blew it up. And and sure, (laughs) he did all this stuff to get Tom mad and try to get Kate fired or get Kate to quit or and then isolate Bill so that he'd get all screwed Mm -hmm. up and leave and wreck the project and all that stuff. I mean, sure. And kill me in the the moon buggy and all that stuff. Sure, he did. But I don't think he even knew he was doing it. He didn't know he was doing it. it. It was it was completely subconscious. It's like, really? He drained the air tanks yeah exactly bill's spacesuit and didn't know it he intentionally uh sabotaged a piece of equipment oh that was an amplifier by the way not a computer oh was it was i thought it was they called it computer at times though Mm. i got the impression that was some sort of an amplifier tube i think that's the part that was right that blew up uh, yeah and and the overload caused the the whole yeah. Um, it's all a computer. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it probably uses paper tape and uh, punch cards. But it was it was uh, it's it's extremely difficult to believe that this is subconscious. And oh yeah, it it <laughs> seems so incredibly deliberate. I mean, he's just. He's like literally walking around the corner. He talks to one person, turns around the doorway, says the exact opposite to somebody else. 
and you know he's pushing their buttons. Mm-hmm. You know, he walks around the corner to Michelle. He says, well, you know, Calder doesn't have enough discipline. That's what he needs, more discipline. And, you know, Michelle has been previously complaining, there's not enough discipline on this base, Commander. And he's like, it's just, oh. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it, it's impossible to believe that that's just, I mean, I have known people who are two-faced, scummy swine dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I've never met one that did it subconscious. Well, I mean, I, they'll say what they want to say to whomever they want to say it, but they always have a reason. Right, right. Not a subconscious reason. Yeah, I, I got the impression that if Adam was doing this subconsciously, he's got a lot bigger problems mm -hmm. than anybody has has, uh, has detected. And, well, good uh, thing they have a psychiatrist wow. there. <laughs> yeah. To, to keep an eye on him in his yeah. bed. <laughs> well, I think we'll come back to that one a little bit. Um, also, uh, I think that she would have um, at least had an inkling of Bill's insecurities during his uh, psychological makeup when, you know, apparently they do those uh, side tests on the, the uh, members of the moon base mm -hmm. quite often, from the way it sounds, that I, I, I would think that that would come up somehow that she would have realized that he's got some some issues with, uh, you know, possibly, uh, uh, you know, whatever the underlying reason for him thinking his wife may not be faithful. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I it, Yes, I mean, I think it probably should be part of his makeup that he could potentially be jealous or uh, insecure. Mm -hmm. uh, but it does seem to me like it's entirely Adam triggered it. Oh, definitely. So definitely. the the question in my mind is, subconscious or not, why is he trying to sabotage this project? Is it... Then there you have it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because he felt bad about, uh, about not going to Venus, apparently. Well, okay, fine. But I don't know. I mean, did he... We don't... How long has he been on the Cora project? I mean, is this just a thing that started last week when suddenly he, maybe because the Venus probe launched or something and that snapped something in his head? But we don't, mm -hmm. we don't really get that. We don't know how long it's been since he's been rejected from the Venus probe. We don't know if the, he hit the ground running here on the base and started screwing things up. It, 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 and if Cora had something to do with the Venus probe, which at first I kind of thought it did, but... Hmm. Then later they're talking to the Venus probe astronauts and they're off on their way to Venus. So obviously they don't need Cora because it's not even operational at that time. So I, right. I really didn't understand his motivation and perhaps that's because he's nuts. But yes, yeah. <laughs> I got the impression that Cora was some sort of a radio astronomy uh, project. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. And, how he got tasked with that when he was trying to go for a uh, uh, an exploration mission going to Venus, I'm not quite sure, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Maybe he's a radio astronomer on the Venus probe. I, I don't know why that would be a thing you'd want to do. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever his discipline was, that's, uh, yeah, anyways. Spaceman. His discipline is Spaceman. Exactly. Spaceman. You, you can do all of it. You're on his resume. Yep. Man of space. Yep. Um, a man's man of space. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote down all of them but one. The Achilles heel. Bill is his wife. 
Kate's mm-hmm. is her concerns about her age. All right. Michelle's is uh, discipline because you know what sticklers the French always were. Um, Apparently, Calder, he cares for his people. Tom is can't deal with interference. What was Helen? Um, oh, wow. Really don't remember. I want to say cares about the people, but that would be the same as Calder's. That's That was Calder, yeah. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. Uh, he did say what it was, but I can't remember what it yeah. wasn't. And then looking back, nope. you know, if you look at the other... If you look at the other people that he talked to, he hit those talking points, although I don't think he ever spoke with Calder um, mm. or or if he did in such a way he was in a room with other people and he couldn't do his little magic act where he's telling different right. people different stories. Right. But Helen, he's like talking about her past, oh, taking her to Norway, um, mm-hmm. maybe Norway. Maybe she just gets horny when she hears about Norway. I, I really <laughs> don't know. Um, I think it'd be just uh, being taken on any trip somewhere would probably be it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, heck, let's just let's just let's just put it out there. Helen's a shit psychiatrist. <laughs> uh, yes, I think that could be. I, I think we have. Yeah, you can safely say that. Yes. Two two main points in that favor, um, or in supporting that. One is that. She hasn't got a clue what's going on on this base. Or she does, but it's not anything that really matters to anybody else. I'm not sure. And and two, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, she's the base psychiatrist, right? And uh, some sort of an, uh, a fraternization with uh, a, client or a patient would be... Her patients, because they're all her patients. Strictly verboten. You would think absolutely, absolutely. But you know, maybe in uh, 1984, it was 2003. It was or a lot 2011. 94. Yeah. 2003. Yeah, sorry, 11. We don't know what it is, but yeah, right then a piece of tape and put it on the computer. Right. Maybe things are different. I or not. I want to say no. <laughs> I want to. I want to say yeah, no. I, do too. I, I don't really think. I mean, maybe. <laughs> okay, so there is an episode of Doom Watch that that we did not too terrible mm-hmm. and in it uh dr quist is subjected to mandatory psychiatric examination and ah. it's an attractive female psychiatrist and she probes him about why he hasn't got a sex life and life's death and all this why is he driven why is he working and you know going over to see if he is cracking up under the strain of what he's doing uh Doom watch. And at the end of the episode, after she's done her report on him for the ministry, and then he hits her up for a date at the end of it. You know, now that I'm not your patient, <laughs> how about it? And and she's amenable to it. But there is definitely that, you know, this ain't happening until I'm not your patient. I mm-hmm. don't think that's appropriate anyway right i mean i i don't know if it's part of no i don't a think specific so. oath or anything like that man maybe it's not but i mean i i don't think that there is a, a limit on that that once a patient you you don't get to turn that off and then move on to a personal relationship i don't i don't know for certain so now i'm i'm asking the question 
Well, I don't know. Maybe that's at the discretion of the doctor. I don't know. If if that is the case, which it may or may not be, but I, I, I have this feeling like it might be, and, and I can give you another example. Um, is it because these are women psychiatrists? Is it because they're different? I mean, obviously, if it were two men, they would never... Oh, no. In a show made in this era, no. intimate that, that they were intimate uh, or considering it. But... Um, but I have this feeling like they wanted to keep you know, making more she's episodes. a woman and, you know, women lead with their heart. It gets kind of back to the question I asked at the beginning of the of the series. It's like, do you do you think that they're going to make a deal about how a woman doctor is different and based on the prejudices of 1973 um, as opposed to what hopefully they really are, which is that women can in fact do the same job without sleeping with their patients, for example. Yes. <laughs> and I, so, you know, she should be on the next shuttle out too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I would like to think that maybe, I don't know, fratronization, fratronization, <laughs> fraternizing. I'm not even fraternizing. That's fraternizing. What, uh, uh, between staff members, it's probably bad enough, but honestly, if you were in the moon base, you'd have to try it, right? <laughs> yeah, like, probably. I mean, you, you just have to. I mean, it's like, huh, low gravity? Come on. <laughs> we're um, on the moon. Jeez. <laughs> come on. We're on the moon. Yep. <laughs> like, not many people get this chance. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Americans are doing it right and left over there, so but they got the budget for it. So mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's always with the budget. It's always with the budget, those. <laughs> but <laughs> so they but can do real science. Her case <laughs> as the doctor for everyone, even if it's not a medical doctor, it's just absolutely, absolutely wrong <laughs> at every level. And and I really that that really bugged me about this episode. She, that that is that is so far off base. And and her judgment was um, clouded by it. It wasn't just that there's a you know, it wasn't just that they're showing us something that we all know should be uh, inappropriate. We literally saw her blame Bill for the sabotage when she should have noticed that it was Adam. Mm -hmm. But no, it can't be Adam. I'm sleeping with him. He's a nice guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, that, that, yeah. Oh, but, uh, all right, let's stop picking on Helen for the moment. Oh, yes. The budget. The director general calls. I don't know what I think I called him commissioner last time. Apparently he's the director general of whatever the commission is. All right. Um, I thought it was interesting that it's in Euro dollars. Oh, I like that. Yes. Euro dollars. I know they've been talking about the Euro dollar for a long time. What I think is hilarious is that anytime you hear anything before the Euro actually came into existence, they're called Euro dollars. Mm -hmm. And Ever since the day that they came into existence, they're never called Euro dollars. Yeah, it's just Euro, isn't it? It is called Euros. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it is technically the Euro dollar, but, you know, I think they proposed it decades ago and as part of the common market and et cetera. And, and it just, when they got around to it, it's like, why, why call it? Yeah. We, we call it the Euro dollar. It's just a Euro. Right. Nobody it, needs. It would be like calling it, you know, the the euro franc or euro pound or something like that it would it'd kind of tie it to whatever countries use dollar uh 
Yeah, yeah naturally. Which, I mean, like, you know, amusing enough is none of the people in Europe. Well, so. Germans a long time ago had a, a word that was very much like dollar for their currency. Well, I think that's where we got ours. Exactly. Isn't it? That's where we did. Because I think we intentionally chose something that didn't sound British. Probably, yeah. Because it was nasty. Yes. We had to beat them in the war. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, and so on the budget, they want everything uh, on schedule and under budget. Yep. Wow. Something that all projects aspire to. <laughs> um, we we got a little name check. So we got a name check for Dr. Partness. Yeah. And that a major breakthrough he's working on. Yeah. So we got that again. It's apparently a fuel. Mm-hmm. That one needs more money. I think it's very interesting that, that the director general made that comment about, so the only project you've got that's going to make us any money needs more money. <laughs> it's like, so is, I mean, isn't this the, isn't this the way with space exploration, right? Oh, mm-hmm. that's not going to give us an ROI. Then, you know, well, then that's a thing we don't want to spend money on. We want, we want, I want to put up 50 million into it and get, a hundred million back out. Right. It's yeah. so short-sighted. Um, um, yeah. There's not too much in the way of altruistic space program, except maybe, you know, like Elon Musk, but I think that's advertising for his car. It's advertising. I, I, don't, I don't believe for a second that that's, I, I don't know. I, you, who can understand the brains of the mega rich, right? I mean, and I can't. Only the other mega rich and they're not talking. And they're all, you know, a law unto themselves. And and so, you know, maybe, maybe Elon Musk is doing this for, for altruistic purposes in the same way that, that Bill Gates is doing the Gates Foundation for altruistic purposes. Yeah, you've maybe. Got, you would think you have so stinking much money at some point. Yeah, that you actually have enough. Your brain would, would say, you know, I don't need this. Exactly. I don't need this much money. But apparently that doesn't happen in most cases. No. Most people just like, I think I need more and more and more. Because well, you always find more stuff to buy or spend on or whatever. They, they couldn't, right? I mean, Elon Musk could fund a space program out of his extra Well, he's getting money. money from other sources, too. There's a, I believe there's a Japanese That's... investor that uh, is sinking like millions and millions of dollars into it. But his goal is to fly around the moon. Probably. Uh, and obviously, he has his own. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess it is just for Pretty him. Much, yeah. There'll be other people, but, but, uh, I guess he wants to send him, I guess himself and maybe an artist or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. The, the rich are all in it for themselves. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, talk about, I mean, sure. I'd love to do it too, mm-hmm. but really, well, you, you really? look at it. It's probably cheaper than I've building got so a giant stinking pyramid. much money. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be next. Hey, That'll be next. Be right in the middle um, of Atlantic Ocean, maybe. All right. Well, so is our anti-capitalistic rant for... Uh, but, <laughs> it's you an know, observation. It is, it is. It's an observation. <laughs> it is what it is, and it's very realistic. Oh, yeah, very. The, the director general's comments are very realistic about the budget, and Calder's upset about it, and he's rightly so. Mm-hmm. You, you, I want you to do more with less. Go, jump. Oh. Yep. And of course, he complains about the Russians and the Americans. But we're talking 1971, right? The space race was still very much, if not, or 73, active <laughs> at that time. Oh, yeah. But it was certainly very, very much in the minds 
of everyone. And Russia was still in a position where it was always trying to, you know, show the superiority of the Soviet peoples and their way of life. And Americans were always trying to show the superiority of the American way of life. So, you know, let's face it, the the two moon bases for America and Russia are, you know, are moon penises. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just Basically. the U.S. way of saying, hey, look, we can land on the moon. Imagine what we can do with a bomb. Hmm. Yeah. Makes you think. Yep. <laughs> and so they're, they're sinking their budget in there. And it's, I mean, yes, they're doing, re I'm sure they're doing some research, but. Yeah, you know, it's it, a loss leader for political pride. It's a loss leader. That's right. And in the Europe, the Europeans case, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, a, well, we have it is no probably pride. a bit of a. <laughs> We're just here for the money. Actually, it probably is pride. You know, it, it is. Hey, we can, you know, we can. We can do more with less. We can do stuff. We can do stuff, too. It's not just the mm -hmm. big guys. We're big, too. We're we're an important player. Um, but they're an also ran here. Right. In a way. And and they don't have yeah. the resources to to not be an also ran. So it is. It's a little bit comical in there. I'll have to I'll have to read up on the, the British space program. because I know for a while there it was going fairly well. And then it then is that Quatermass kind of two blew up, and uh, <laughs> something on the pad like that yeah. down in Australia. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After they brought the vegetable back, and then they blew that one up. Yeah, and then and it, you know. Fireball XL exploded. And, oh, oh boy, it was horrible. Just, it was just terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I mean, you know, check up on. I mean, obviously now Europe has a space program. I don't know. Even Europe had mm -hmm. a space program Pizza. in in 1973. You know, this could be a made up whole cloth out of Terry Nation had... or Terry Nation. Ah, Terrence Dix's and, and Barry Letts's imagination. Because I, I don't, again, I'm not exactly sure when the Europe, the common market became the European Union per se. But I think these guys are extrapolating forward to something that doesn't exist, but is uh, talked about at the time. And mm -hmm. so, you know, they're, they're, they're doing a pretty impressive job of figuring out what it would have been like. Yeah. Uh, along oh, uh, ESA started in 1975. So hmm. and that was a European space agency. Yeah. Huh. So, so not there yet. Yeah, but, it's a little. Yeah, not quite. But I'm sure that they've got, they're talking about it at the. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Adam, he gets sent home because he's been yep. doing this stuff. Is, is he being sent home and charged with attempted murder? I don't know. I get the impression he's going to be in a psychiatric facility for a long time, to quote Helen, uh, in a lot of therapy. Don't you still have to have a trial? Um, I, I, I would say I hope it, that, that would happen, yes. Um, yeah, on a number of cases, there were a number of times he de definitely did attempt to kill people, you know, subconsciously or not. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing. They have them dead to rights. one thing... When he tried to kill Helen, because it's more of a murder-suicide attempt. N not saying that that's any better, but, you know, that, that truly is a nutso action. Mm -hmm. It's like, clearly that person's deranged. For him to have drained the air tanks on Bill, that's premeditated murder. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's not something you can just kind of accidentally do one morning. No, you'd actually have to work at that one. But because I would say that you have to cheat the the fail safes and the tests. But then he saved him. 
Yeah, exactly. But still, it doesn't matter. So was he actually trying to kill him uh, or was he trying to scare him? Brush with death and, you know, hey, while we're riding back here, you know, arm in arm with my air supply hooked up to you. Let me tell you about what a hottie your wife is back there partying on Earth, huh? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe he uh, he was just kind of subconsciously. We'll keep going with that. You know, wanted to uh, destroy whatever project he was on because he just didn't, uh, you know, hate sour grapes about everything. Mm. I don't know. Uh the only other thing I have, and I think this one's, you know, probably a short up episode because I don't think there's a lot here except for just, you know, Adam said this, Adam said that. Yeah, exactly. When they get to the base, Helen, Adam, and Bill's there, that the remote station base, and they mm -hmm. uh, say, okay, well, before we take the drive back, why don't you take a nap? You'll be fine. Here, take some pills. Put you to sleep. I honestly thought that maybe mm -hmm. he had already sabotaged the pills and they were poison. At this point, because I thought it was, I didn't recognize the medicine and I didn't write it down. But I mean, he says, why don't you get suck some of that? Yeah, suck and all. I think that was it. Uh, if, is that a it. sleep medicine? I believe so. I've heard it before. So I don't know. Okay. Well, then maybe that's as common as aspirin in Europe or something. But um, it, it was, you know, it's like, well, you some in the thing. And I'm thinking, well, he was he was at the station yesterday and he got him all upset. Maybe he swapped them out for something, hoping that, that Bill would take one while he was at the base. Cause he wasn't sleeping and then he'd die out there and, or something. Mm -hmm. But it, it turned out that that was not the case. But once Bill's off into uh, not off land, he is all over <laughs> Helen, uh, like a teenager yeah. on a first date. And to her credit, and I'm not giving her much credit in this episode, but to her credit, she's like, you know, I don't think this is the right time or place. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking it's not. <laughs> thinking you're right. It's probably not the right time or place. And then he goes into that tirade. And I know that it's. You know, you knew, you knew, but you encouraged me anyway. And then you rejected me. And, uh, you know, he's obviously in his mind, he's talking about the fact that, and I didn't mention this in my recap, um, he's got some sort of irregular heartbeat. Yes. And uh, they knew about that from day one mm -hmm. at the Venus probe. Right. And he was in training the whole time. He was going through the process. He was on the project. He was hoping to get selected to be an astronaut. He was in the running and then they get around to doing mm -hmm. the selecting and they say, by the way, your heart's the worst of the bunch. You're not going on the mission. You're right. rejected. And, and he's kind of got this sort of, you knew about this to start with and you encouraged me. You <laughs> led me on. You teased right. me. You got me all right. hot and heavy for probing Venus. Right. All worked up. Which, come to yep. think of it, Venus is sort of the just like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't think about boy, that. oh boy. Uh, oh my. You know, it, it, it was funny. <laughs> I remember seeing a, a, I remember seeing a Johnny Carson Tonight Show where they had Tony Randall on there. Mm -hmm. and, and as you may know, Tony Randall was a bit of a fastidious uh, right. person. And he was talking about, uh, as I recall, he was talking about words that people use wrong. And he's like, you know that Venusian to describe things of Venus is wrong, right? The correct word is venereal. 
<laughs> so, All right. so this is actually a venereal probe, and uh, <laughs> which he is somehow conflating in his mind with uh, uh, a Helen probe. Something else. Um, I, it, yes. it, it's it's yes. all very uh, Freudian, which is a <laughs> psychiatric thing. Yes. So it all comes <clears> – <throat> anyway, but – but I think what was really bugging me about it, more than the fact that he's he's doing the two in his mind, is like that was such an incredibly rapey line, right? I mean, that is oh, that yeah, is like, yeah, oh, boy. she led me on, she led me on. I have the right to do what I want to do with her. It, it really, mm-hmm. really didn't play well, and uh, no. I I am listening to that, going, wow, you know. The more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we supposed to feel sympathetic for him? I didn't. See, um, now, th- that's the, that's the funny know. part. Not funny. Ha-ha. Funny strange. To me, I kind, of, I kind of see his point. If he had a bad heart and they weren't going to send him because he had a bad heart. And, and you know, full disclosure, they knew from day one. And yet right. they did right. lead him on in a way. I mean, he put a lot of time and effort and well, apparently, they... I, I assume, into this project, his heart and soul, mm-hmm. to get on that probe. And he didn't get to go because of a thing that they knew he weren't going to let him go from day one. So I do kind of feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him based on his actions. But if you just somebody just told me that story, I'd go, damn, that... That sucks, dude. Right? That that Well, you know, they might have let him into the program on the the basis of, okay, we know you have this issue with your heart, but we're gonna let you do all this and while you're doing the training and stuff, we're gonna be monitoring your your uh, cardiac health. And, you know, maybe they saw too many irregularities. Maybe. I mean we don't we don't get you know, that from him. And thought, you know what, this is well, not it, a good match. Yeah, we didn't get this one. I mean I didn't get that from it, but I mean it the way he tells it. It's like they knew full and freely up front. And that was his thing. But but like I said, that story based on that way, I feel sorry for him. But you turn that exact same story around and say, but Helen, you came out here. You knew I wanted you to do the thing. It's like, and you tell it. And it's like, uh-uh. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. That is absolutely your entitlement uh, showing through there. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that's weird to me is I can see that story in a different context as being – yeah, I'm supposed to feel sympathetic for him, but but if it's about a woman, I'm not supposed to feel sympathetic for him. Except this is 1973 when they're making this, and I'm kind of wondering mm-hmm. because they're not treating Helen very well. They're not serving her very well in the story. That that maybe the writer is a little bit on Tom uh, Adam's side there. That could be, could be. You know, I mean, this this sort of thing happened, and it's really a dirty trick to play on a guy when he's all primed and ready to probe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> go where probing. Yeah, uh, venereally or otherwise, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. <laughs> it just it, it it yeah, it's a it's a product of its time. I hope, I hope, but. That's another reason why psychiatrists should not get involved with their patients, because then they're like hands all over the place. <laughs> well, definitely I, the I case of Helen. Yeah. I, I don't know that I have anything else um, 
on um, this episode. Yeah, random thing I saw uh, when they were in the common area on the uh, the telescreen or TV or whatever they call it there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, World Health Federation recommends that uh, 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 Russia reduce the amount of uh, uh, allowed children from three to two. And the Russian government is very uh, against this. I saw that you know, some population control. Yeah, I, I did actually get like, some hmm, yeah. notes. There was uh, there was one on population control. There was one on some mm-hmm. Olympics going on. Yeah, Olympics. Um, yeah, hundred meter dash or something like that. Or yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's interesting that they have the uh, the news up on the screen like that. It's like, oh yeah, it's like going to an airport and every TV has CNN on it. I I meant to, but for some reason something happened. And I got distracted. Uh, I meant to freeze frame that and all the other things and take down what was on them. And I have to say, I, I feel like no. going back and watching older episodes and seeing if there's stuff up there because yes, that, there is. those truly are remember. throwaway lines. Right. Those are like Easter eggs up there. Yes, that's exactly what they're Easter eggs. I think they definitely, uh, especially with the population control, because I remember reading something about that being a, a, a big issue in the late 60s. And early seventies. Yeah, they were thinking they were going to have like run out of space for you know, people. They were going to have like seven billion people on the planet by by the year twenty fifty. You know, and and it's like we can't handle that. Right. So, <laughs> um, right. Oh, what are we going to do? Uh, it turns yeah. out we got better at farming. So we've got what eleven billion now, right? <laughs> yep. I think that's. I think we're on the eleven. Something like billion. that. And I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Right. It's it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's yeah. not a good thing. But it's not. It's it's a thing. Um, it's just right. We haven't run out of room yet. No, nope. there's, there's a whole lot of empty space out there. It's just whether or not we can feed them or not. It's the, exactly. Yeah, that's the, the question. The big thing right there. Except for the Russians, because frankly, you know, if we could limit them to fewer children, then there'd be fewer Russians, and then we'd be <laughs> able to take them over. Yes, right? I mean that is, that is Hesper. a legitimate issue. With yeah, especially in the Cold War, yeah. you know, oh, the U.S. wants us to impose population control. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> they got all those like Helen up there, and you know, yes, breeding like rabbits. I think. Uh, anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. Um, still, you know, I mean, apart from the fact that I wouldn't say this was the greatest episode, and I, there were some things that, that bugged me about it, particularly. Adam, which, mm-hmm. you know, once you get past that, uh, everything was great. Yeah, um, exactly. But then everything was great without Adam. So, <laughs> you know, I'm still enjoying the show. It's just, yes. uh, yeah, you know, not yeah, every episode can be a winner. Now, this was done by John Lucarati. Lucarati, I'm pretty sure that's it. Who uh, listeners of this show will know has done uh, several Doctor Whos, uh, including the Aztecs. Oh, uh, he's been around for a while. Marco Polo, I think he might have done. Reign of Terror, yeah, he he's he's been dead for quite a while too. Uh, he was there from the very very start. Mm. He was doing the Avengers, quite a quite a few Avengers episodes. Um, I think he I think he even novelized his own Doctor Who books. So some of the few that aren't Terrence Dicks are John Lucarati books. No, oh, wow. um, so yeah, yeah, uh, an unknown name. Um, I don't know if he's got any more episodes of Moonbase Three, but uh, but. I, uh, yet another name from the Doctor Who uh, pile. I think the last one was by somebody I'd never heard of, John Brason or something. Yeah, the yeah Brasson. 
and I don't recognize that right. Yeah, Lucarati does one more episode. Okay. And then somebody named uh, Arden Winch. Never heard of him. That sounds a whole lot like Cord Wainer Bird. <laughs> it might it? be. Robin Bland, some of those. Right. It does sound a little... Smithy. Yeah, yeah Alan Smithy, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, John... <laughs> Uh, next time, I think it's the Outsiders or Outsiders. I'm not sure whether there's Outsiders, a, yes. The, they're Outsiders will be our next episode. Of- saves money on just with one word titles. Oh, yeah. Good point. It's a lot of, yeah. it saves bits too for us when we're typing them yes, up. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, John. Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> and listeners, I do hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can be a sponsor and get early access to all episodes and more at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. Come join the conversation on Facebook or Twitter. All episodes are available at fusionpatrol.com. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production.